up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. What is up, everyone? Ryan Kramer with Crossover Commerce here, and welcome to episode 97 of Crossover Commerce. I missed you all. It feels like forever since I've been on line. Uh, just took off Monday. Uh, it was my uh, my wife and I's seventh anniversary. So if you're missing an episode yesterday, we got an action-packed lineup this week. Every single day this week, we're going to be going live on Crossover Commerce. So stay tuned. We're going to talk a little bit about that little later on in the show. But today's t- episode is titled uh, Affiliate Traffic on Amazon. This is near and dear to my heart because I am very experienced in affiliate marketing, performance marketing, whatever you want to call it. We're going to touch on it today and how that applies to Amazon sellers and how we can level up your business. Again, that's what the show is all about. But if you're new to the show, uh, my name is Ryan. I'm the host of this beautiful podcast, Crossover Commerce. We're presented by Ping Pong Payments. Ping Pong transfers more than $150 million a day for e-commerce sellers just like you and helping over 1 million customers. Now, all over the world, excuse me. And Ping Pong has actually processed over 90 billion, with a B, uh, dollars in cross-border payments. So to start saving money today, you need to sign up for a free Ping Pong account below in the comments and uh, show notes section. Just go ahead and sign up for free today. Save yourself some money. Go ahead and make your business more profitable by using Ping Pong payments. A big welcome to our audience for watching us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Of course, all those platforms. We love seeing you guys interacting with our audience on there. And if you're listening to us on download via Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast platform, welcome and thank you for listening and tuning in. We have a beautiful show here today. Uh, Because it's a live show, we interact with our audience, but it's mainly about myself and our guests or guests that we have on the show. So do me a favor and follow, like, and share us on social media on Ping Pong Payments or myself, Ryan Kramer, on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. That way you can get notified of all the content that's coming out because four to five times per week adds up. There's so much content we're putting out there and special episode this Friday from 1 to 3 p.m. We're going to be going live for my 100th episode. Be on the lookout for all the cool guests uh, that I'm bringing back on the show to provide some awesome tips and to kind of celebrate a, a nice, unique milestone on the show. But it's not about me. It's always about our guests and the content we're going to bring to you, the Amazon and e-business seller today. Uh, so... That being said, make sure that you comment listening wherever you're from, or just if you have questions, make sure you just drop those in the comments below. Um, if you can't catch us live, again, you can follow it and watch us on YouTube. Uh, just search Ping Pong Payments, subscribe to the channel, and find the Crossover Commerce playlist as well. But about our guest today, um, Kurt, he and uh, Seller Rocket, they are guest, uh, he is our guest today from Seller Rocket. He is, uh, his career started in energy at AEP, then biotechs, uh, SAS at UpDocs, um, having a, met a team that was, were entrepreneurs with Mobile Nations and Future, he now leads growth and partnership efforts with Seller Rocket. Who's Seller Rocket? Glad you asked. Instead of the traditional relationship between brand and publisher through PR, Seller Rocket actually provides a medium for pro, uh, products to be discovered by publisher commerce content with data. Seller Rocket is a fast growth pu- company operating at the intersection of tech media and commerce supporting over 1000 brands thus far and working to uh, with the network to help top publishers grow businesses 
and publishers alike. Welcome to Crossover Commerce. I'm going to give a special welcome, uh, a virtual hand clap, if you will, uh, Kurt Hum, Hum Rick Hauser, excuse me, uh, Kurt Hum Rick Hauser of Seller Rocket. Thanks for hopping on uh, Crossover Commerce, man. How are you? Thanks for having me, Ryan. Appreciate appreciate it. Yeah, man. That's a that's a very that's a very uh, and I always tell this on my show very unique background very slow uh, very small snippet I should say but for everyone who's listening what's kind of that love story for you on e-commerce I love to get to know who Kurt is and how you got to to work with Seller Rocket have you always been on e-commerce what what's that background for you if you will so I had my own Shopify store and I kept it running for about a year um and so i've I've been interested in the industry for for quite a while but then i met uh, the people at future and in mobile nations and i i got really interested in what they were doing so i i joined their team and been helping helping the team grow um yeah like you said we're at we're over a thousand uh brands that we're working with currently so and we we did most of that growth last year so we're growing really really fast and like a rocket, right? Yeah, yeah, just like <laughs> a rocket. You will. Just like a rocket. Awesome. And I know uh yeah, you and the team over at Seller Rocket have a unique business proposition. And I and I that's why I wanted to bring it to the light of uh I know I know the team over there a little bit. You know, we've been interacting with you and, and some of the, the people over there, Dan uh specifically, right? Daniel Kim. Um he he has such a cool uh you know philosophy, and we've talked about publisher and editorials on Amazon and whatnot. Affiliate marketing by definition, how do you guys describe that when you're talking with clients? Like what 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 is it that you guys do and what is it that people need to know how you're helping e-businesses and e-commerce sellers grow? Yeah, we're just making it easier to get in touch with the publishers. And we facilitate that communication because when when the, the brands are reaching out to the publishers, they always want to say, hey, put me right here and mention this and not this and and don't put me next to these people, but it'd be really good if you put me next to these people. We'll just, we'll totally win if we're next to them. And so all those special requests to the publishers, it, it tends to slow them down. And unless they have, if unless they have the brand already planned to be featured, then it's gonna be hard for them to fit, fit you into their schedule. So a right. lot of the times when you're just reaching out to a publisher to, to get your products featured, you, you're just sending a lot of emails and not having a lot of success. So we, we make it a lot easier for the brands by giving the publishers all the information that the publishers need to have a successful article, whether that article lives on their website or whether it lives on the Amazon search page, like in the editorial recommendation section, um, we help them to, to have a successful Awesome. And, and for a listener and for people who are listening or watching and they don't know what a publisher is, uh, maybe I'll give my spin and maybe you can add on to there, Kurt. Uh, a publisher is a third party website that would that would ultimately write about a specific topic or product or service. And they would either list out, like, example, a, a very popular publisher would be like a BuzzFeed, for example, or a, uh, a website that has a list of 10 top products on Amazon that are under $20 they need to buy today. That's a that's a topic I just made up. But what BuzzFeed does is they will write about cool, unique products on him, uh, whether it's on a direct to consumer uh, website that's in their network or on Amazon, and they will write a little blurb about that product, price it out, and link it di directly to that uh, to that product listing. And so what that does, by definition, correct me if I'm wrong, provides people to gain visibility, so great PR, um, great SEO traffic. 
and it's driving keyword research. Ultimately, they can drive traffic to that listing and obviously conversions is, is number one key. Is there anything I missed there? No, you can hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, which is really cool because, um, affiliate and performance marketing has been around a very long time, but I'm curious. So why, why seller rocket? Like what, what is it that people can do with you guys that they can do on their own? Is that, is that question make sense? Yeah. So because we have a whole network of these publishers, there's over a hundred publishers in our network. And so just by the sheer number of them, uh, there's, there's a good chance that at any time, one of them is writing about your product category. But if you were to reach out to all 100 of them individually, it would take you forever just to get all those emails out, especially get them out on time for when, for when they want to create that content. Say you sell lawnmowers, you have to wait, we're, we're going to have to wait until they're writing about lawnmowers to fit you in there. So just because of the number of publishers that we have, at any time, somebody's writing an article or they're due to refresh their article that you'd fit into. So we were matching individual products up to individual pieces of content that the, the publishers are writing. So when you work with the relationship, this isn't just like Joe Schmo's blog that they want to talk and like get a, a commission, right? This is this is like top tier um, editorial websites, right? Like what, what are some of the connections you guys have with that you've been able to put people on? Uh, they're either yeah. website or they're uh, directing traffic and writing articles about. So like you want me to just list off a couple of publishers that. Uh, yeah, like, let's name it yeah. name drop. Like this is what the show is about. <laughs> CNN underscored uh, best reviews and the LA times. Wow. Are, are those, are, those are some. Right. So, so how do you guys, so when you're, when you go to them, right. You, you as a network have to say like, Hey, we would love to work with you. We have content. What is that as a company? to an LA times look like, like what's that conversation look like to say we have, we have all these people we work with that are, that are fantastic. You guys should talk about them or what, what does that relationship look like? So everything you have to start with a small piece and then build and then use what you've built as an example to help convince the next person to work with you. Sure. So really just all the publishers as a whole, not all of them are great at e-commerce. So, we're able to deliver insights to them. Like if, if you title your article this way, it'll pop up more often in the search results on Amazon. And then if you choose these products, those products are also being repeated on the page. They're there organically. They're running ads on that, on that search page. And so it causes the editorial to convert better. It causes the organic transactions to, to go up and your, your paid ads start converting better as well. So just being able to really outline the full effect that it's going to have for the publisher. And then for the publishers, they really just want their content to show as often as possible. At least I'm talking about the editorial recommendations that are on Amazon, their Google results there. That's a whole other thing that we also help them with that to say, like, you should sponsor your listings. <laughs> if you sponsor your listings, it'll show more often. There'll be more, you know, you'll get more transactions that way. It's better affiliate content for you if you can get it to more eyes. So, Right. There's various ways. We just kind of coach the the publishers on uh, best practices to help them to have more effective content. So you guys are effectively saying, "Hey, th so how does it work in terms of like why why should they care?" Like this this may, this might sound really blunt, but like a seller might say, "Why should they care if you come and pitch their brand that has like fidget spinner X Y Z or like Ma's uh, cooking utensil or 
whatever, why, why would that publisher in this case, like an LA times or, you know, like a CNN underscore or any of those, those top tier publications, that's why would they, why would they care about these products that you guys have to like, Hey, uh, it's not just products or brands, you know, you guys are coming from a different perspective. Why, why would they need to care about that? Yeah, it's, it's really just our knowledge of e-commerce and what's going on on Amazon specifically, which ones are best sellers. Um, and then delivering those insights to the publishers. They don't use the same tools as we do. They're not using Helium 10. They're not using Jungle Scout or any of the other software platforms out there, the business intelligence software. They don't use that. If anything, they're using something that helps them write articles. That, that's what that's what their specialty is, is, is writing content. They're writers. So right. yeah, we right. just help them to understand what it is that they're doing, how to make more money doing doing what they're doing. Right. You, you brought up a really good point that I would like to kind of like pinpoint because this isn't something you're, they're just doing out of the kindness of their heart, right? This is something that they're doing to make money. You guys are either paying them or they're getting some sort of conversion money um, through Amazon with their affiliate network. How is it that, like, what are the basics of how that, that program works? Can you, can you describe to people of maybe how, you know, in, instead of just a PPC ad, for example, this is just another way to get your name and brand and products out there and just like PVC or any other placement ad, you're paying someone out for their time, money, and, you know, visibility. Yeah. So external traffic is really good for helping products to rank up. Um, that that's, that's one thing that, you know, it's, it's really powerful. Uh, the Amazon editorials are also, you know, really great for helping the products rank up. Uh, can, can, can you, uh, repeat oh, yeah, that no, question? So, no, Sorry. Sorry. So, no, you're fine. So, um, so in my mind, people don't know how like, uh, LA times makes money, like off of like, okay. why do they write these articles? Right? Like how, how do they make money off of this or how do they get compensated? Like as a third party in this, in this, in this case. Yeah. Everyone that we work with is an Amazon affiliate. All of these publishers, whether they're posting content on their own, their web, on their own website or whether they're posting to Amazon. It's an mm -hmm. affiliate placement for them. And so they're, they don't have to talk to the brands. They could just post the link to the product. And if that product sells, they make money off of it. Right. So they're willing to just put all as many products as possible online. If they can get the products on their site, rank that page, it's going to make them money as long as it's a good selling product. Right. So that's the caveat, right? They want to work with like top converting products that are going to be yeah page one easily, they're going to be something that's going to be industry leader, has great reviews, things like that. How do, how do you get started if you don't, is there a way for brands or consumers out there? Because this is a show that people might be at the beginning of their seller journey. Can they get, can they work with you guys to help build on top of that? They might not get like a CNN, but they might get like a, a tier two, tier three media placement in order to start building credibility, sales, visibility, re reviews, so on and so forth. Is that, does that exist within this ecosystem or how does that work? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, we can work with freshly launched products uh, and more established products, mostly with more established products. But um, the only thing I would say with a, a freshly launched product is if there's no brand history, like if, if it's just a brand new product, brand new brand, it's a, there's no credibility on the internet for it. It might be a little tough to get one of those publishers to pick it up. They're, they're looking for trust signals like what other retailers is this product sold in? What's the sales velocity like? 
Um, if, if we can do, if I can do a really good job of convincing them that this is a great product, you're gonna make so much money if you feature it. It's the next hot thing. Nobody's seen it yet though. So this, you're gonna be the first one that gets the fidget spinner before everyone goes crazy about them. It, that, so in that situation, I may be able to get any product picked up by a publisher. Um, but we're not actually reaching out to the publishers on a one-on-one -on -one basis like that. It's right. it's more the whole mass of publishers in our network. They're just matching to content that that the products fit into. You have so you have a collective of like almost like a pitch sheet, right? Like I've yeah. talked to people in this space. Like, hey, you're looking for Christmas ideas. We have like the coolest, uh, you know, under twenty five dollar products. So you have like that those links in that regards. You have, you know, if they're looking for home decor or air purifier or um, the top back to school items, things like that. Is that what I'm seeing? Like Absolutely. you're constantly in communications and how are you going to pitch these uh, businesses in this regards? Yeah, the, the publishers, they all have a calendar that they follow throughout the year. It's like their, their content calendar. And right. so uh, now they're probably thinking about summer stuff. So uh, lawnmowers you know, outdoor gardening equipment, things like that. Those are going to be the hot, the hot products coming up that they're going to want to feature. And then apparently there's a prime day coming up. So I'm sure all of them are going to want to have their own newsletters saying these are the prime day deals that are coming out this week. Um, so they'll be pushing that out to their, to their, to their subscribers. Right. So in, in this regards, how, how does that, what's a good tangible example that you've seen that you've had a customer. And again, you don't have to, give the name of the product or the company or anything like that. Is there an example in that, that they've posted and they've seen incremental growth in terms of like sales velocity exposure that's led to more business adventures? Is that something you can share with us? Yeah, I, I have uh, a client of mine sells chocolates and they were running external traffic. They were doing nothing on Amazon, at least through us, at least. Okay. Um, and so they got posted on, I don't even know what site they got posted on, but they made so much money. It was like in the tens of thousands of dollars that they were bringing in through external placements, um, just selling, selling chocolates. So and, this was the first time that this chocolate company worked with you guys. Yeah. They got picked up by publication X was which we don't, we don't know which publication, but because they were featured drive traffic, you know, incremental growth in that regards, what it, what is like a typical, like. If I if I'm a if I'm an Amazon uh, seller, how much am I paying these publications typically through Amazon's you know affiliate network? So I think the rate cards are public for the traditional affiliates. The Amazon editorials that's actually a, another tier of affiliate, the on-site publishing program. Sure. Um, so we can I, dive into sure. that. Do you know what the regular regular rate is? The regular typically what ten percent, fifteen percent. Um. So I think Amazon takes 15% for okay. their fees. Um, but within that, they allocate up to 5% for the affiliates. And then the percentage that they actually get paid out varies for each category. Um, so wait, so to clarify for people listening, when you say 15%, 10 per, so of the total of your sale, say it's $10. $1.50 is going to be going towards Amazon. And then yeah, Amazon will take that dollar fifty, and they they will put they'll put fifty cents on that dollar or that dollar fifty. Fifty cents will go towards, like LA Times, for example. That you yeah, used. yeah. But if if it's an organic transaction, then Amazon just pockets that that sure. extra they reserve for for the affiliates. So what's so what's the difference? So it and for people listening again, 
how they're tracking this are like, well, how do they know where it's coming from? Like I can, I can see your content on, there, there's a couple different ways, why, right? That they're tracking this. There can be either impression pixel or there can be a tracking, um, there can be a tracking link that they attribute last touch, um, you know, attribution towards. How is Amazon, how is Amazon attributing organic versus uh, affiliate traffic to like a sale? Yeah, so Amazon's parameters are 24-hour last click attribution. Last and click cookie, okay. Yeah, yeah, and so that's, whether that's through the Amazon editorial recommendations or through an external placement. Uh, okay. The customer has to click through the link from that page, add the item to their cart, and complete the purchase within 24 hours. If they deviate and go somewhere else before they end up clicking on your on your product page, then it won't count towards the... Right. So even, so even if I put it in my car, I forget about it. And like two days later, I come yeah. back, repurchase it. Amazon would count that as, Hey, that's an organic placement or that's an organic sale. We'll just continue and not pay the, the, you know, the affiliate fee. So how are people driving? Now's the time to purchase. Now's the time to make that, that call. Is it some sort of offer? Is it some sort of like special code or what's the incentive to make people purchase within that 24 hour window? It's really just natural purchasing behavior is how Amazon, that's just where they draw the line is for, we'll give you credit anything on this side of the line and we're taking credit for anything on this side. So there's no additional incentive to like, if I'm a publisher and I want to say like, hey, to sweeten the deal to make them purchase today. For example, if it might be like a seasonal item, I really want them to purchase and not like tinker around with it or, you know, think about it more. I want to really push them over the edge, even though they might get in commission hey, additional 15% off coupon or something like that. Is that something that you can incentivize per publisher or per, you yeah, know? Actually, is so that, something? That, that is an incentive for the publishers to pick up the product. The discount, just it comes from the brand side. And okay, so it depends on what the brand is and they yeah, can push yeah. it that I, I talk to brands all the time and I say, hey, if you have like a 5 to 10% off coupon that you're going to be running for the month of May, let me know. I'll add it to the sheet and then that'll give you a higher likelihood that a publisher is going to pick up your, your product and feature it on their site. Cause there's always publishers that are running deal, you know, promotions or uh, they just really want something exclusive for their site saying, if you, if you buy from us, you get 10% off. Even if it's on five other sites saying 10% off too, they, they take it as right. it's exclusive. So. Exactly. So it, it doesn't have to be like a, a an exclusive, it's say like Silver Rockets, you know, LA times coupon or something like that. Mm -hmm. It could just be, Hey, by the way, there's an additional incentive. Now's the time publish it accordingly. You would be able to coordinate, like make sure it's, you know, active during these times that's going to be live. And then that will be, be something that, um, you know, something that in general, we're, we want to make sure that it's going to be, you know, working correctly. I'm sorry. I got a notification of something was wrong with my stream. So I was making sure we're good. Uh, Beauty of being live, right? Like, uh, God, God bless, uh, God bless technology, and God bless this podcast. Uh, but anyways, uh, so so I'm going back to this. And another thing that a lot of people don't talk about is the legs that having placements like this can really help with a brand's perspective, right? Because if I have an article that's on the LA Times, again, I'm going to use LA Times because you, we said LA yeah. Times earlier. LA Times article. Is that something that me as a brand I can say featured on LA Times? Is that is that a give and take relationship that's that's allowed by brands to use um, for either A plus content or any sort of like 
outside marketing, are they allowed to do that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The thing is that sometimes these publishers will change their listing from month to month. So with certain publishers, um, one I'm thinking of is Best Reviews. They'll, they tend to feature a product one month and then the next month they change the products that they're featuring. And then the next month they might pick up that product again. And so there, there may be a, a gap in coverage. So, uh, but some of the other publishers, yeah, they'll, they'll feature a product and keep that page up for, I, I haven't seen them come down yet. So <laughs> we'll put it that way. That was good. So yeah, so for, for those kinds of things, if they're switching out content and whatnot, um, right, that's for editorial side, right? That's not just like, hey, featured on like maybe one article or a certain sort of, <clears throat> you know, one of like native publisher content is what I meant. Right. Uh, okay. That, so, right. So, so we talked more about like almost like third part, like third party websites and whatnot. Like, let's, let's kind of hop over if you want to pivot real quickly. The really cool thing we talked about, like with, um, uh, with our friends over at like PR reach and whatnot. And I know you guys do something similar of you guys help with editorial content on Amazon. So for people who don't know what that is, what, what's like the basic definition and nature of Amazon editorial content? Like what is it? So about a third of the way down the search page, uh, there's not on every search page. It could even on the same search page, you and I can search the same thing and get different results. But about a third of the way down the page, there's a section that says editorial recommendations. Um, I always get one to come up for vacuum, uh, but I, here I can actually search or I can share my screen to give you an example. For sure. That sounds good. So for, yeah, for people that are listening, we're, we're gonna, yeah, I'll, I'll walk through, make sure that we show um, any, this sort of content that when people we're talking about editorial content in terms of like where it's going to be organically popping up on your page. <clears throat> so what Kurt has showed us is just a, you know, a screen grab of what, what's the search uh, term, uh, Kurt? So I search vacuum storage, vacuum storage. Okay. So if I search vacuum storage on Amazon, this is the organic placing. I scroll down maybe, you know, a few, you know, a few spots. Yeah. So and it's, it's going to show editorial recommendations by, you know, at the top, you know, there's Bissell's uh, brand display ads, and then a couple videos, and then you have editorial recommendations below the top sellers spots. Excellent. Yeah, so cool. just right below the sponsored brand video. Okay. The, the yeah, the video ad. Um, so yeah, so these publishers, they're writing articles for the Amazon search page and giving product recommendations. And the reason why Amazon has these on the page is to keep customers on the page. Um, this, this checks a box for some people uh, for doing your research, making sure that you're making a good purchase. Other people are going to go outside of, of Amazon. They're going to go to Google and they're going to search your brand. And then they're just going to check to see what comes up. So if we get you featured on multiple, you know, high domain authority affiliate sites, then in the Google results, you're going to be seen. Um, so it, it's, it, it's, we're going to redirect people back into Amazon. It checks the, checks the box for them that they've done their research, that they are making a good decision, that this is the best product they should be choosing and less regrets on the customer side. Right. So you're, you're talking about like providing brand equity in terms of value of, they're gonna either do the research and say, hey, in this case, Space Saver, I'm gonna look and see if there's a legitimate website 
Uh, a lot of the times it's editorial recommendations. In this case, it's written by The Inventory, which is you know a legitimate website. They're going to be writing about this, um, and these are the top, quote, unquote, top picks from them um, that they're featured, the most convenient uh, product, and then the last one is best design. So that can be three different categories, however they deem necessary. They wrote an article on March 2nd of 2020, um, and they had five recommendations in terms of best space bag savers, if you will. Um, and they categorized them based upon what they wrote in their article. So this article, when they click read full article, right? You click that, it will go naturally to their website. Is that correct? No, actually this stays, this is an Amazon page that it's open. So this up. all, oh, so this all natively stays within Amazon. It just kind of like re-replicates and, you know, lives within inside their, uh, their ecosystem. So this would be, so it redirected to a different tab. You're going down and you're going to see, um, you're going to see this article, almost like a LinkedIn article of all these different products that reappear um, within their organic nature, uh, within that, that article being talked about. So, um, so Kurt, what are we looking at right now in terms of like our search? Um, I, was so just we're, we're see, brand. I was looking to see if the inventory has, no, I misspelled it. <laughs> they, I was seeing if the inventory has that exact article replicated for on their own site. Sometimes these publishers, they will duplicate this content that they have on Amazon also for their own site. So they're just kind of double dipping, trying to catch people on the Google side, catching people on, on the Amazon side. So yeah, if we're searching for them, like you said, natively in their own sort of capacity, um, we'd be talking about, yeah, off Amazon, you hopefully it would be converting and directing people back to Amazon. In this case, it opens up a new tab. We're going to be going through and say like, hey, top pick is going to be this space saver bag, which has over 38,000 reviews. In my in my mind, that's a really good reputable brand, you know, based upon reviews, top uh, by this article. They click on that. It's going to take the product listing, make that purchase, and then boom, uh, there you go, right? It's, it's as simple as that, it seems. Yeah, and one thing I want to add to this is we did some heat mapping and less than 10% of consumers click to view the full article. I'm not sure if that means that they're actually reading the article, but these work based on just the visual alone. Within seconds, the, the customers are making a decision as to which one to purchase. So they're seeing top pick. They've already seen this product. Let's see how many, how many times space savers on this, this search page. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And those are different Nine. variations too, of course, yeah. but the brand itself is, you know, it, it seems, seems very much a reputable page. Absolutely. Very yeah, cool. A quick scroll so, and you see, okay, this is the brand that I need to buy. So is it, is it difficult in this capacity since there's so many different brands we can obviously walk them back. Is there, is it difficult to kind of measure how effective the editorial recommendation is in this capacity? Because if they click on the branded, uh, the branded ad, for example, that's giving, that's giving credit to, you know, the PPC placement or whoever's running their ads placement. In this context, you have to, like, there, there almost is this underlying hidden effect of what, what does this have, like, in terms of, like, conversion status, how is this going to help, you know, push you over the top? It, is, it, is it hard to track that kind of conversion rate or, or do you guys have other metrics that you're looking at as well? So you mentioned in, in our in the introduction that we provide data. So 
because all of these publishers are Amazon affiliates, they're getting a receipt from Amazon with all the transactions there that Amazon is going to give them credit for. And Amazon's mm -hmm. not going to double bucket something like so a transaction is not going to be counted for your paid ads. That's also being counted for the editorial recommendation. Um, so we get data on all the all the transactions that go through the editorial or their external placement. So we'll be able to tell you exactly what this placement is doing for you, which is, I I think that's different than most affiliate programs, or uh, unless you're using some tracking software. But even then, I've heard that the tracking software can sometimes claim a sale that came through the paid ads. Interesting, Am I right there. Yep, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, so affiliate marketing, by definition, obviously, we would not want Amazon would not be some in, in this regards, they would not be one to, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't want you to be the ones that are like that you, they have to pay other people twice, right? They would of course like to attribute like a sale from one to another, but they can't by definition, PPC and affiliate, you're going to look at both the way that you can actually track that would be like conversion data. And it used to be, you can just look at customer, uh, order IDs and just match them up. If there's reciprocal ones and you compare one from your affiliate marketing to the other versus uh, your PPC data, you know, you can kind of match and say like, Hey, those are the same thing. You can't double dip for both. You can't give credit to one where the other is clearly also driving traffic. So you have to be one versus the other. So that's the tricky part to always make sure you look at data and that you're not getting double dipped on just like any other sort of like performance marketing. You don't want to give one credit to, a site that is driving traffic and people get to their website, but then someone uses someone else's coupon code and then they get credit for it. So you don't want to give like first click attribution and second or last click attribution and both are winning because it's the same customer. So in that regards, you have to always make sure that, you know, the data, the data in itself is he's matching and all the reporting is accurate as possible. So are you guys using Amazon's data or what, what's the data yeah. that you guys go on? It comes directly from Amazon. Amazon provides it to the publishers and the publishers share that with us. It's synchronized in our dashboard every day. So you can log in, view all the transactions for the previous day. That's cool. So what, what's kind of a, for you guys, what's a good conversion metric through um, Amazon editorial uh, content like this? So like what type of, is this like, what type of return would somebody see? Yeah. So if I, if I get something in a placement for Amazon editorial recommendation, what, what sort of like lift in return would I get? Because I mean, you're not paying anything unless they pick you up, right? Like it has to be some sort of action, whether it's a click, um, cost per click or cost per, you know, uh, conversion, what's the sort of return and lift that they're seeing when they get featured on things like this. So I hear a lot of different results. The key is getting the article to show consistently. If an article is shown on the keyword that you want it to 100% of the time, you're going to be printing money, um, depending upon what the search term is. But uh, so if a customer is doing 100 sales per month organically, by having the editorial recommendation on the screen, that creates another revenue stream where they're going to get another 10 sales. But by having the editorial on the screen, it's going to add credibility to every single piece of real estate that you have. So uh, conservatively, through your organic placement, you should do another 25%. And then through your paid ads, you should do another 25% as well. So Wow. So, so just as high as cost per click, or you're talking about the CPC conservatively, 
if uh, you know the conversion is twenty. You're saying the conversion rate is twenty five percent. You'll or, see an additional. We, we we don't see any just the lift. We don't see any clicks. We don't get any click data from this, and the clicks don't matter because it, that's not how you're paying. You're paying uh, for conversions. So, so when, when, wouldn't you want to know that though, in terms of conversions, like clicks versus like actually sales? Would you, you want to know that? So if it's not converting, it's not going to show on the screen. The the sure. algor the Amazon algorithm is going to decide. Okay, this this one's not converting, so let's put the the article up that does convert that has more relevant products that <laughs> those products are being repeated on the screen that. It's got the it's got the right title for the for the search term. It all all lines. Uh, that's those are going to convert the best, and they're going to stay on the screen. So if I if I'm doing this though, and I'm and I'm a publisher, do they get any sort of insight on terms of like click conversions and things like that? Like I, I say that for regards of making sure that if I'm going to work with you at Seller Rocket, I want to know that you know you guys are giving me products they're going to be serving and they're going to be obviously converting very well. So they're if I'm only knowing that if I don't know the conversion metrics for a lot of the products you're giving me, like, I don't know if I want to like work with you in that regard. So if, if I have that data to like, in your case, to say like, Hey, listen, clients that we feature on average are converting, you know, anywhere from 35 to 45% on all the clicks that they get through. So that's a good metric for you as a publisher to know that you're going to get lots of sales and they in their mind know like, Hey, how often this is getting served. Hey, if I'm going off that metric, I can kind of forecast this is how much I'm going to earn just on, you know, putting your products in there. Does that make sense? Does that does that happen on Amazon's yeah. ecosystem? So it, it again, it, it comes down to how often the editorial is being shown as to as sure. a measure of effectiveness. If it's not being shown, then they're not going to get any sales. And so at, Amazon just ha handles the calculation for the the click ratio or clicks to sales. And so and if the ratio is not right, then they're not going to show it. That's so it's it's so, really just if it's converting, it stays on the page. So, so another the, thing that they keep, another thing they're keeping hidden and secret, <laughs> and that that we that we can't as uh, as marketers and brand owners, you know, grow our uh, you know knowledge of the system and know like kind of tinkering, basically building out a more effective ecosystem. So that that's unfortunate, but. Um, how are, so how are you guys working with like what, what's kind of the future like in this regards of driving traffic to Amazon in this regards, uh, not just within its ecosystem, but like externally, do you think that there's a play for you guys or working with other articles that live on their websites directly to Amazon? Like what, what's kind of the future do you think that Seller Rocket wants to, to go in that regards? Yeah. So with the Amazon editorials, we match one-to-one. -one. Uh, okay. So if, if somebody's, they want an editorial, we'll request the editorial. If we can get it to show, then we'll mark that as a success. Uh, with the external placements, we don't gate it. So if, if somebody's on the list and 20 publishers want to write about that product, then all 20 of them are going to have that product on their website. And so as we build out our network, it's going to be more and more likely that multiple publishers are going to pick up a product at any given time. So the future would be you call us, you get posted on all sorts of different affiliate sites and you, you start printing money. You better, better have good stock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the pipe dream, right? Um, do we have concern? Do you guys have concerns in terms of cookie attributions with like 
uh, Google scaling back or, you know, Apple products, you know, making a very much a, a no, it known that tracking data in this regards, because affiliate marketing has always been based on cookies, or at least that's the traditional model. A cookie is when somebody clicks on something, they drop almost like a breadcrumb on your browser and can kind of trace it back to the end user with kind of data changing in terms of trackability. Is there a concern that that's not going to be as effective or as focused or as, you know, you know, is, is there a concern with that, that kind of movement happening? Not that I've heard <laughs> most of what all, all right. the affiliate work that we're doing is through Amazon. And in the future, we're going to be branching out to be able to direct traffic to a Shopify. We're, we want to build our own tracking software uh, so that we can you know, track cool. that. Um, and so I think at that point, we, that might be a concern. But right now, since Amazon's handling the attribution, you know, the, the update just rolled out. So we might see next week, oh, crap, the, the numbers are way low. Darn it, Apple. So at that point, then we'll, we'll cross the bridge. But Okay. So for right now, you, you don't think that there's any sort of, um, you don't think that there's any sort of like, you know, uh, concern that that's good to know. Uh, because, you know, and I know we're kind of coming up close to time here at the top of the hour. We have a big international audience and people are listening. Again, if you're listening on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or, or excuse me, Twitter, uh, or YouTube, go ahead and submit your questions. If you have comments about affiliate marketing and using a, uh, the affiliate marketing for traffic on Amazon, or any sort of clarification that uh, Kurt or I uh, made about earlier, or had a comment about earlier. So my question to you, Kurt, would be with international audiences. You know, a lot of it is, a lot of articles get written in English. How do you guys have partnerships with like international marketplaces, like in Canada or um, not English speaking countries, like um, like obviously like a Germany or, you know, uh, Japan or any of those places? What, what's kind of that relationship with those marketplaces? So right now we're only in US, Canada, and UK. So okay, so only English speaking. We'll branch, yeah, at some point we'll we'll branch. Not out. Australia. And we need we um we're just we're just not in that marketplace yet. <laughs> we we might be there. Sorry, actually. sorry everyone there. Yeah, I mean You'll it's a work in progress. We'll make it down like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Canada marketplace opened up for us. So that's good. Uh, eventually Australia will as well. Um, so but, why those especially for places? Um, just because they're English speaking. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Um, and we have, I think, I think Best Reviews also publishes in the UK. I think they have a UK okay. site. Um, so just collecting publishers that are local, that people, you know, CNN might not be relevant to people in the UK. I'm not, I'm not sure it might be, but. All right, BBC uh, or another local uh, newscast as well. So. So you guys are building out more, you know, localized content, um, trusted. Is there is there a minimum threshold that you have to have as a publisher or someone who's going to be working with you in that regards of in terms of eyeballs, traffic, you know, conversions that or it can be literally me signing up for Amazon's affiliate marketing team. And as long as I'm posting content, I can pull from that. Um, so we really just want to work at the top tier publishers. Okay. Uh, tier one media. Yeah, I don't think we have any anyone that's just a blog, um, at least titled as a blog. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's okay. Well, I, and we wanted to make sure that threshold, because if I'm a brand working with like you, for example, or nowhere I'm going to exist, I'm not going to just go to Joe Schmo's blog. I'm going to go to 
reputable media. And I only hear positives because I can use, for me, what you're telling me, I can use logos to emphasize and say like featured on and have a trust bar, whether it's on my website or it's on my, uh, my product listing um, as one of as some A plus content. I can also use it as, like you said, print money, print, printing money because you're going to be featured. The conversion rates at lift of 25%. That's a great takeaway. And then also it's working in conjunction with other brand equity. They're going to be searching for your brand outside of Amazon to come back and hopefully convert. Even so that if they search for you on your website, are you guys seeing any sort of lift organically on their website as well that you can maybe attribute, uh, you know, Amazon editorial recommendations or any other affiliate marketing to organic sales on their Shopify store? Have you guys been able to correlate those yet? I haven't talked to enough Shopify sellers yet. If, if I do, we're really only focused on Amazon. So that's uh, fair. No, that's Shopify okay. It's like a side project for a lot of Amazon sellers. Some of them don't have it. I talked to one seller. He said, no Shopify. We're not doing that. <laughs> and then I have other sellers that are like, yeah, so we want to branch off and, and we want to start doing Shopify so we have more control over our audience and, uh, you know, keep in That's touch awesome. with our customers, have repeat customers. So well, there's pros well, and cons to both. Exactly. And, and, and it's such a fascinating and ch constantly changing audience, right? It's something that you always want to keep a pulse on. And uh, we, had, we didn't even talk about like deal sites, which, you know, I love it near dear to my heart, cashback sites, things like that, where are always going to drive more traffic to, you know, external companies. But, you know, that we're, we're talking specifically Amazon and conversions through Amazon as well. So, so Kurt, what, if I'm like intrigued by this and I have a brand that's, you know, trying to take my brand next level internationally or just here domestically, what are the best ways to either reach out to you or kind of learn more about Seller Rocket? Like what are those kinds of ways to reach out to you? So our website, sellerrocket.io is a really great place that we have all kinds of resources on there. Um, and then there's other ways that, you know, you can get in contact with me through there. You can look around on the website, see if it's something you want to get more information on. And then there'll be some pop-up that connects you with me. Um, or awesome. you can reach out to me directly. My email is Kurt at sellerrocket.io, C-U-R-T. Right. They're, they're in the subtitle where, where Kurt's name is, uh, Kurt at sellerrocket.io. For people who are listening to this on the podcast or, you know, check out Seller Rocket, just go to sellerrocket.io. Uh, his website, that's S-E-L-L-E-R-R-O-C-K-E-T.io. Um, those are all in the show notes for everyone who's listening to this, but also watching this. Go ahead, check them out below. Poke around. You know, it doesn't hurt to know, like, what your options are available. Um, but also, it's another way to kind of stand out both organically, but also another way to build your brand on Amazon. So, Kurt, thanks so much for hopping on today. I think this is really cool and insightful for a lot of our audience to, who doesn't really know, like, all the ways to typically growth, but this is the, I call the the untypical way to grow your brand on Amazon. So I appreciate your time kind of hanging out in here and telling us a little bit about your company and, you know, ways to grow on Amazon in that regards. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Yeah, no problem, Kurt. Hey, thank you so much for hopping on uh, Crossover Commerce. And again, everyone, if you have more questions, go ahead and check out the show notes as well for uh, for Seller Rocket and reach out to Kurt. Just let him know, drop a note, just say like, hey, I heard you on Crossover Commerce uh, or listen to you guys on YouTube or wherever that might be. Just make sure you reference this show right here. And again, this is episode uh, 97. If you guys are great at math, like I am not, uh, you know that episode 100 is coming up soon. So I wanted to play a quick like little promo for people watching to kind of give a little bit of a teaser. 
of what we're going to expect here coming up on episode 100 this Friday from 1 to 3 p.m. Check it out. What's up, everyone? I guess we're live right now because it's blinking at me as live. What's up, everyone? What's, What's up, up, everyone? What's up, everyone? Episode 36 of Crossover Commerce. Welcome to episode 80, 80 of Crossover Commerce presented by Ping Pong Payments. What's up, everyone? So shout out to my team right there. Sorry, I, I, that was the first time I was playing that promo. So I'm giddy because it's real. I want to shout out to my team for putting that together. Uh, who who works in uh, Cal- California and the different places that they're located. Um, I uh, it's near and dear to my heart that they're pumping this up as much as I didn't think that they would. Um, but it's really cool to know that the community, um, just like her, I call them all friends of the of the show. Uh, this is not something that. It, it, it kind of grew quickly um, and unexpectedly. So make sure you tune in. I have a lot of great guests that I'm lined up. You'll see it, start to see more and more marketing come out. With that, you want to tune in because we're going to get value, as always, like on the show, um, Crossover Commerce. But make sure you tune in on Friday. But that's not the only show I have this week. Again, four to five times per week is my goal to bring content and education in the space. This week we have uh, tomorrow, actually, at 10 a.m. Eastern, we're going to have uh, Dave story of AFBTS. We're going to talk about how to get 10 to 15% more of your Amazon FBA business, uh, just growth naturally. And then also I'm going to have on Thursday, we're going to have at noon Eastern, uh, the president and co-founder of assembly. Um, we're going to have Adam Crawshaw who is on, he, he owns businesses like a helium 10. We're going to talk about the future of software on the Amazon space. And then of course, Friday, tune in one to three Eastern. I'm going to have my season two finale, uh, go ahead, wrapping it up. Nice little bow. episode 100, triple digits. We finally made it, everyone. Uh, again, if this is your first episode or if it's your 97th that you're listening today, go ahead and make sure you tune in that specific show. I'm going to have a lot of cool, exciting guests coming on. We're going to drop some knowledge and, again, kind of reminisce about where Amazon is this first third of the month or the first third of the year in 2021, what it looks like the rest of the year. So you don't want to miss that as well. But again, I'm Ryan Kerman, the host of this show, Crossover Commerce. Make sure you subscribe to our channels, social media, but also make sure you subscribe to our podcast uh, on Apple, Amazon, Google Podcasts, wherever you consume a podcast as well. We'll catch you guys next time on the Crossover Commerce.